This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Bestseller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to Bestseller TV. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. We're here with David Ferguson. He is the author of The Transhuman Code, How to Program Your Future. It's great to have you with us. Thank you, Taryn. It's wonderful to be here with you. So the cover really grabs you on so many levels. At least it grabbed me. The Transhuman Code, to what does that refer? And then also how to program your future. Sure, sign me up. Who doesn't want to program their future? Uh, Tell us more. First, what does the Transhuman Code refer to? So the, the Transhuman Code is actually an invitation to you and to everyone to really take control of how they're going to use technology going forward. If you think of the technologies that we've come to depend on in many ways for searching, for socializing, for shopping, those are codes that were actually developed by a select few. Our belief is that if humanity is going to be best served, if we're actually going to be able to to thrive versus just survive in the future with all the technology that's in front of us and and what lies ahead, we really need to be considered of of what the applications are, what the threats are, and I think even more importantly, what the opportunities are. Okay, so let's kind of walk through that just a little bit because technology is here to stay. So what what do you fear? You know, what what opportunities should we be taking? I'm an investment banker by day. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what keeps me awake at night <laughs> is worrying about how I, how my family, uh, how my colleagues are going to be able to to benefit most greatly. But equally, um, I have a very deep interest in in what the future of humanity is going to be and a desire to to embrace and and support any tools that are going to help us create greater equality. Okay, because I guess right now you don't feel we are equal when you say equality in what capacity? Because you, you did mention a couple moments ago that all these websites, socializing, Facebook, shopping, Amazon, they were coded by just a couple of people. What's, is that something we need to be wary of? What's the problem with that? And you're saying we don't want that happening again in the future? Well, I think what, what, what we do want is, is for technology to, to be used as fairly uh, as it can be. Okay. The, the, the World Wide Web was developed by Tim Berners-Lee. I've had the great pleasure of getting to know Tim over the last five years that, that I've been attending Davos. Interestingly, I, I went to Davos five years ago expressly for the purpose of talking about how technology is and, and can be financed going forward. Mm. Little did we know five years later that that technology um, was actually generating its own financial platform. You know, no, no other industry sector has had as dramatic an impact uh, as technology has. Virtually every industry that we know today uh, is being transformed mm-hmm. by technology, and so too are those of us that work within it. And 
David, who is this book for? It's a known adage that you can't be everything to everybody. And that's applicable um, certainly across the marketing of almost all products and services. And, and our publisher, like, like others, would tell you that you can't write a book for everybody. But from the outset, it, uh, it was our premise that, that there's a need and, and certainly a strong benefit for individuals and organizations to, to understand what the future is that, that lies in front of them. We've written this book um, in such a fashion that it's easily consumable. And from the outset, it was intended to be a conversation starter. So whilst we introduce you to what we believe are the key elements of your life's ecosystem, mm -hmm. communication, transportation, jobs, uh, money, uh, health, water, food, those elements that, that uh, we live in and, and live with every day. The intention was to introduce you to some of the challenges and some of the opportunities that lie in front of us, but most importantly, to raise some of the questions that we think you should be asking so that you can program your future so that you can establish what you consider to be an acceptable code okay. for the technologies that you're going to interface. So David, you and I have talked a little bit off camera about our respective educations. Curious if you can share your thoughts on the future of education and how it ties into technology. This is such a dramatic time. As I've shared with you, I have two 16-year-olds mm -hmm. uh, who are now preparing for their entry in, into university. And, and quite frankly, um, they're going to be entering uh, at what I think could be perhaps the tail end of, of post-secondary education as we know it today. Ooh, what do you mean by that? Well, <laughs> listen, one of the biggest threats to, to the workforce today is artificial intelligence. Um, some organizations like Unilever, um, whose human resources initiative is being led by their global HR officer, Lena Nair, out of London, they've recognized just how transformative artificial intelligence is going to be to their company. And so rather than running the risk of, of their employees being fearful of AI, in fact, they brought AI into the lives of all of their employees on a daily basis by helping them with a personal assistant platform. This is very valuable in two ways. One, it's enhancing the life experience through the application of, of artificial intelligence as we know it today. Right. But it's also helping them understand just how the work environment is going to evolve and how their role is going to have to evolve with it. Okay. In the World Economic Forum's latest report at the end of 2018, they stated that over 125 million new roles are going to be created by 2022. It's not very far away. It's just three years, you know. Interesting. Yet 75 million jobs will actually be displaced mm. during that same period of time. It's that chasm. It's that difference that I find most disconcerting. And so this is where I believe universities are, can play a very significant role in helping to reskill employees. Exactly. The University of Guelph in, in Canada is one of North America's pioneers on co-op education. Mm -hmm. You would know that uh, as a, uh, a, a program whereby a period, typically uh, one year, in the workplace uh, to see them return to complete their degree and then, of course, move out into the workplace full time. Right. I believe that we're in the process of upending that model. I think we're going to have to continue to, to learn because this pace of, of technology transformation is moving at, at uncontrollable speed. Right. And in the absence of a global governor of technology that tells us what we can do, where we can do it, you know, when we can do it, right. I think the individual is actually going to have to take responsibility 
responsibility for curating their own education. And I think if, 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 uh, if you and I had our choice based on what we know uh, about what's coming, we can assume that we're going to be studying for the rest of our lives. Yeah. Now that may be a daunting message to students. I actually think it's going to be it's going to be executed in a different fashion. Right. The, such a growing uh, volume of of online education. In fact, WorldQuant, one of the leading hedge funds, has created a university expressly for teaching financial engineering. No kidding. This is a master's program. There are uh, almost 2,000 students enrolled. It's completely free. And these students are literally all over the world. How is it free, though? I mean, how, how does that business model yeah, well, work? So, uh, again, this is, a, I think, a really great example of the transhuman code at work. This is an organization that, that believed that the technology that they were using in their business day-to-day -day could benefit greatly from engaging with more individuals who could contribute to their growth. Okay. And so it becomes a reciprocal benefit for both parties. How do they? Con how do the students though contribute to their growth? Ah, because they're mouth? well, they're no, but they're going to be learning about financial engineering, and that financial engineering is going to be extremely valuable to corporate finance firms, financial technology firms like Roquant. Okay, so it's an investment in their future. C-suite radio. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let me ask you this. You mentioned your twins who are, will be entering university shortly. Are you advising them to do those sort of things, supplement their traditional think, university think, education with programs like that? I, I, think it's, I think it's so important. I think one of the greatest challenges in, uh, in this, the fourth industrial revolution, is for the traditional elementary and, and high schools to prepare students for what's coming. Elementary schools? Yeah, of wow. course. <laughs> the universities can barely uh, keep up. You know, leading institutions, certainly those that are anchored in technology like MIT, for mm -hmm. example, um, are recognizing the, the need to align with other resources, individuals, organizations that can help them prepare for informing and, and educating students. Again, not just for two, three, or four years at a time, but, but I truly believe for life. Mm -hmm. So think about the disadvantage that our traditional school infrastructure uh, is faced with. Right. And ours is not an environment here in the United States where, where we expect, uh, as is the case in, in some developing countries, that the students are, are going to invest as much as two times as many school hours mm. as they do here, here at home. Do you anticipate that the traditional college professor will ultimately become obsolete? 
With the, no, with, I don't think so. No, no. I think okay. It, even though there are all these online <coughs> programs, you don't think one's going to supersede no, the, the other? Well, no, those, those professors are playing a, a, a key role in the development and, and the implementation of those programs. I hope and, so. And I think, listen, if, if I'm curating my future education, mm-hmm. I'll, have, I'll have many more professors and, and I'll be much more thoughtful and considerate of them now than right. perhaps I, uh, when I was between the ages of 17 and 21. No, but I mean, but it's an interesting point because it's a part of programming your future and the idea of an online education. Are real bodies actually needed? A real person? If you're learning online, do you need a physical human being to be there? The professors uh, have stood at the front of the classroom. Mm -hmm. Um, In their own laboratories, they've been developing curriculum. They've been interacting with... Um, uh, developers, conceivers, uh, executors across a broad range of, of subject matter. Um, I think they play an extremely important role going forward. Okay. Well, that's, I'm, I'm happy to hear that because when you talk about the future of <laughs> education and, and everything you've mentioned, it, it, is, it is daunting. You, you wonder 20 years down the line, what, what will education look like? Well, one thing that we do know, um, as with so many opportunities that we're being afforded with new technology, is that it will be more personalized. And interestingly, um, and this is, Carlos and I talk often about the difference between the human and humanity. Mm-hmm. Uh, as humans, as, as individuals, um, we're more likely to pursue uh, what's in our best interest. Right. And uh, some technologies actually afford us the opportunity to, to perhaps be more self-centered, uh, perhaps more selfish right. uh, in, our, in our use or, or application of them. I, I do believe um, that so many of the technologies that are being developed today and so many of the organizations that are supporting them are really looking beyond the, indivi- the satisfaction of the individual's wants and needs right. and looking at, at how we can equalize things for humans all over the world. So in addition to the future of education, the book touches upon the future of food. So, you know, our life, our life's ecosystem is really comprised of a relatively simple number of, of elements. We were inspired by Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Ah, uh, yes. I studied that in, in, uh, on the remember, debate team in remember, high school. Yes. yes. And so what we've, what we've done is, is actually looked at those elements of our life ecosystem and, and prioritized them. Right. Um, and, and are encouraging you, actually, in, in the development of, of your own code and programming your future to consider what's of highest priority to you. But I think food is something we can agree. We oh, can yeah. all agree on mm-hmm. is, is, is important to us. We have a population that sits today at approximately 7.6 billion people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's growing by about one million uh, persons per day. Wow. Um, we're all aware, I think, of some of the challenges that are being faced, particularly in developing countries, and in, in ensuring that that people are are eating sufficiently and 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 are well nourished. Um, interestingly, um, we have uh, about 800 million people today who are not. Yet we have 2 billion people around the world who are considered obese. We destroy one-third of our food production every year. Wow. So the issue today is, is not can we produce enough food to feed everyone. The issue today is distribution. Right. Now, as we go forward, it's going to be increasingly important to produce more food. But we have to be thoughtful and considerate of the environment uh, when we're doing that. These are just some of the challenges that are being faced. And I believe that each individual, when, when considerate of these, will choose to eat, will choose to shop, 
and will choose to, to consume and share in a different way than they have historically. David, curious, tell us about the genesis of this book. How did it come about? Why put this all in print? The World Economic Forum brings together leaders from business, from finance, mm -hmm. from government, from philanthropy, from religion. All of these circles come to, to talk about what is impacting the world the most. The opportunity to be able to sit with Carlos Moreira, my co-author, uh, one of the pioneers of cybersecurity, together with Tim Berners-Lee, the founder of the World Wide Web, made it evident for all of us that there really was a need for an important conversation around what we termed the trust protocol. Uh -huh. at, at that time, what was being called into question was the impact that some of the existing uh, technology platforms were having on individuals and how individuals were using those platforms. Mm -hmm. That led to a conversation that literally uh, continued through um, the most recent World Economic Forum where we debuted the book and had the opportunity to bring together so many of the contributors that have helped us understand the importance of, of preserving and ensuring that the human stays at the center of gravity right. in the absence of that global governor of technology that ensures what happens, when it happens, and, and where it happens. Yeah. The result uh, was the creation of a book that really was written for everybody. And I know that flies in the face of the golden rule of, of marketing is that you can't be everything to everybody. <laughs> but I really do believe that each of us, whether we're developers of technology, enablers of technology, financiers of technology, or simply users as we all are, I think it's really important for us to understand the opportunities and the challenges that lie ahead. But when you say it is for everybody, there is truth to that because technology is at the forefront and it affects all of us in some sort of capacity. So the book really is applicable to all of us in, in a different way. So bravo, and it's just very interesting because it really is about programming your future, but starting a dialogue that we all need to have. So congratulations, and I hope there's a second book. Thank you very much. There's certainly an awful lot to talk about, and we've been so fortunate to be able to bring forward the thoughts and ideas of so many wise women and men that, uh, that are developing and, and applying the technologies that we all get to yeah. use. Well, it's really well done, and thanks again. Thank you. If you'd like more information on the book, just check out our website, csweetbookclub.com. That's c-sweetbookclub.com. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time right here on Bestseller TV. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.